This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report TGIF. Thank goodness we are finally at Friday. I'm Daniel Sellerson here from Studio B. Hope this Friday finds you well. I know if you're here in the, the Gulf South, New Orleans area, the Mississippi area, things are not going so well with the weather. Hope everyone is staying safe and uh, not driving too much in this rain. And uh, hopefully the flooding is not too bad in your area but it's a good time to kind of snuggle up if you're at home and listen to the podcast for saints and pelicans fans and we have a good show for you on this friday today the pelicans take on the memphis grizzlies second game of the five game road trip that began in charlotte north carolina and that will end in sacramento california the pelicans lost the first leg of this trip 122 to 113 to charlotte and tonight again they host the memphis grizzlies seven o'clock central 6 30 all at pelicans warm up for you on the pelicans radio network and Fox Sports New Orleans will have their pregame show starting at 6.30. If you missed the Alvin Gentry show last night, don't worry. We'll have you covered. We'll play a couple of Gentry segments with Sean Kelly coming up in a little bit. And uh, also you can hear the full show on Pelicans.com. We also have a couple birthdays to celebrate on the Pelican side today. Orlando Johnson, the newest Pelican, is celebrating a birthday today. And how about number 23? Anthony Davis is turning 23 today. Unbelievably so young but so talented and has accomplished so much. We want to wish AD and Orlando Johnson a very happy birthday. This is the first time AD has played on his birthday in the NBA, so hopefully the Pelicans can give him a little birthday present with a victory tonight. All right, on the Saints side, more free agents were signed yesterday. I mentioned the six that were announced uh, earlier yesterday afternoon, another one has been reported. Luke McCown, backup quarterback, coming back to play for the Pel- for the Saints, I should say. Um, so nice to have Luke McCown back. That's were reports on that. No official word by the team. And uh, we have a nice surprise for you guys today. We'll hear from Kobe Fleener, the newest Saints tight end, who signed with the team a few days ago during free agency. So Kobe Fleener, one of Drew Brees' new targets. I'll talk to him about why he chose New Orleans, and plenty more. He's a big social media guy, so we'll talk a little Twitter and social media with him. So we'll have Alvin Gentry on the show and Kobe Fleener, and then we'll get you out of here and get you set for this weekend. All right, enough from me. Let's get going. When we come back, Cody Fleener, the newest Saint tight end, joins me next. Summer is coming and Keeps Air Conditioning and Heating is ready to serve you. Keeps offers a 25-point precision AC tune-up for only $119. Get your AC ready for the real heat that's coming. And as always, call Keeps and we'll get you cool in three hours or less. Guaranteed. Keeps Air Conditioning and Heating. For fast relief, call Keeps. The magic of Voodoo Barbecue. It's people, passion, and pure enjoyment. Seasoned with Louisiana's best. It's a celebration every day. A fusion of Creole, Cajun, and Caribbean. It's the soul, the sound, the taste of barbecue New Orleans style. Voodoo Barbecue. 
Pass by your neighborhood Voodoo Barbecue today. If you haven't experienced our new and improved Sideline Premier Seats, then you'll want to check them out. Offering the closeness to the action, but full vantage point of the court, it's a great opportunity to entertain clients, associates, and friends. Sideline Premier Seat ticket packages include parking, food and beverage credit, access to private clubs, and more. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to learn more about these premium seating options today. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. As promised, Kobe Fleener joins us now, the newest Saints tight end. He spent four seasons with the Colts before signing with the Saints on Wednesday. First of all, Kobe, congratulations on the new deal and welcome to New Orleans. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. First off, talk about the free agent process a little bit. How was it like for you and what attracted you to New Orleans? Um, you know, I think the free agency um, time period is an interesting one. Uh, albeit it's a little bit scary. You don't know uh, where in the United States you'll end up. Uh, and so when it came down to it and, and the Saints were um, still in the ballgame, I was, I was excited. I mean, I know that they've um, had a really exciting offense over these past few years and uh, seems to be a team that is really kind of a few pieces away from another championship run. What intrigues you about playing with Drew Brees? I know you haven't played with him before, but I know you've seen how he plays. What intrigues you about playing with number nine? Well, I, I've met Drew um, just kind of in passing, and he seems like a, an outstanding guy. And obviously, um, kind of watching from afar, he seems like a great guy. But watching him as a football player is really impressive. I mean, his accuracy is outstanding. Um, and just kind of understanding where to place the ball is pretty impressive. How much of an adjustment will it be to have a new quarterback uh, throw into you? You've been with Andrew Luck since college, your first four seasons with the Colts. How, how, I guess, tough would it be to adjust with a new quarterback? How long do you think that will take, or do you think it shouldn't be a problem? You know, I mean, I think um, Drew's one of those guys where he can uh, make anybody off the street look like an amazing uh, receiver. He's just that talented. So um, I don't think it should take that long, but uh, you just never know. Any comparisons uh, between the two as far as Breeze and Luck um, that you can kind of see? Um, I mean, obviously they're both great leaders, um, outstanding quarterbacks. And I think there's a lot of um, possible comparisons that you could draw between the two. What did you learn from Andrew Luck in your four years? How, did he, how has he kind of helped you um, become the player that you are today? Um, I mean, I think you, as you kind of grow up and learn through the NFL that um, you want to be on the same page with the quarterback. You know, if, if he doesn't see it the same way that you see it, um, it's going to make things more challenging on both of your ends. So to make sure that you're on the same page with him and, and that you're seeing the same plays the same way. Now, you grew up playing football in Illinois, um, played high school football there. Uh, were you, did you always want to be a tight end? What position did you play in high school, number one? And uh, what made you what made you decide to become a tight end? Um, I was a tight end in high school. Um, I was a tight end because that was um, the only pass-catching option in my high school offense. Um, and so uh, it just kind of grew from there. And, um, you know, I think for me, um, you know, always, I guess, being a little selfish and wanting to get my hands on the ball uh, was probably what drew me to, to offense and, and the receiver position. 
So you go to Stanford to play college ball, but then you end up getting drafted by the Colts, which is about, I guess, three or four hours away from your hometown of Lamont. What was it like knowing that you were pretty much close to home when you got drafted by the Colts? Well, that was exciting. You know, um, it was one of those things where it's kind of like a college decision. You want to be close enough to home where, um, you know, your parents can get there and, and see the games, but far enough away that you can kind of start to develop a life of your own. And so it was a good setup for my first NFL team. All right, so now you come here to New Orleans. What do you know about the city of New Orleans? I know I'm sure you've been here maybe at least once playing with the Colts, but what do you know about New Orleans? Um, so far, I, I know uh, really friendly people, outstanding food, um, obviously Mardi Gras, uh, <laughs> and I think I'm excited to learn a lot more. Are you a big foodie? Are you excited to take in the New Orleans cuisine? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm excited. I mean, um the Midwest, for all the great things that it offers, isn't notorious for um, it's, it's great food. But I think New Orleans is a place where um, you know they have all sorts of different types of cuisine. Now, Kobe, on, on your off time, what do you like to be doing on your spare time? Any hobbies that you like to take in? Or uh, what do you kind of do uh, when you are not playing football? Um, so my free time has been taken up by... Um, Let's see, free agency, mm-hmm. training. Um, if, and if I do really have some free time, I'd like to um, learn as much as I can from various things on the Internet. So lately I've been trying to learn how to um, code on a computer uh, to be able to develop programs and uh, applications and stuff like that. Now, what made you get into that? What uh, what kind of intrigued you about learning everything about the computer? Um, I think exciting to me because you're only limited by your imagination and your ability to build something. Um, and so right now, my imagination goes a million miles a minute, and my limitation is uh, being able to actually translate that into the code that a computer will understand. Okay. And so once that kind of gets into place, um, it'll be a lot more fun. That's pretty cool. I also know you're a pretty big social media guy. You have Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. You, you uh I saw about a month ago you visited the Twitter headquarters. What was that experience like, and what is it about social media that intrigues you? Um, so I got to visit Twitter headquarters in San Francisco. Um, I was out there for the Super Bowl. It was a neat experience. I mean, seeing a business like that that was only 10 years old um, and and has been so successful um, to kind of see something so small grow, something so big and so powerful, um, it's a pretty neat experience. Um, in my mind, social media is an awesome tool to um, kind of let the fans see an inside scoop that maybe uh, isn't covered by the big ESPNs of the world. Um, and so kind of letting them in and, and having a good dialogue between me and the fans is always important. No doubt about that. And so speaking of social media, I read a tweet from your old teammate Pat McAfee the other day. He says he's a good dude, body of a Greek god, Hair of Tarzan, great football player, but his selfie video post, though, not perfect. Is that the biggest thing you need to work on as far as your social media game is your uh, selfie taking? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think he wants me to use a selfie stick. <laughs> so far, I've, I've been uh, avoiding it just for the simple fact that I think I'd be a little bit embarrassed to walk out with a selfie stick in front of the guys. Um, but you know what? If, if the fans ask for it, I think they should get what they want. I, th- I think they will ask for some selfies, and I look forward to seeing those on your social media page. Kobe, before I let you go, 
Um, so what's next? I know the off season is still here. I know you said you're training. What are you What are you individually trying to work on to get better at um, before the 2016 season starts? Um, so for me, it's all about hitting the ground running, uh, making sure that I'm in shape come mid-April when we get back into OTAs, and that um, I can really kind of um, you know start off on a good foot with the coaching staff and and all the people in New Orleans who um, have high expectations and rightfully so. Well, Kobe, we look forward to having you, uh, seeing you in black and gold. Um, best of luck this next season. I hope we'll talk to you before then. And uh, thanks for spending some time with us this morning, and welcome to New Orleans. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, that's Kobe Fleener, newest Saints tight end here on the Black and Blue Report. We'll turn our attention to the Pelicans and hear from head coach Alvin Gentry coming up next. Join us at the Smoothie King Center Sunday, March 20th at 5 p.m. when your New Orleans Pelicans tip off against Chris Paul and the Los Angeles Clippers. The first 3,000 kids in attendance will receive a Mardi Gras jersey courtesy of Rouse's and Oro Wheat. It's the third item in our Year of the Uniform series. Limited tickets are still available, so don't miss out on any of the fun. And call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your tickets today. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. You owe it to yourself and your home to call Terminex. I'm Vincent Palumbo. Whether you need a lifetime termite damage guarantee or hassle-free pest control service, we do it all. And I'm Ed Martin, Terminex entomologist. We have developed a convenient pest control system where we're scheduled in your home only twice a year. We attack bugs outside where they live. Call 834-7330 for guaranteed control of any pests or termites. Terminex does it all. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. All right, great conversation there with Saints tight end Kobe Fleener. Uh, nice talking to him. And now we focus on the Pelicans on this Friday. They play the Memphis Grizzlies tonight in Memphis. And don't worry if you missed the Alvin Gentry show that aired on our flagship station 99.5 last night. Uh, we have the whole show for you on Pelicans.com. And right now we'll play a couple segments for you of Sean Kelly's most extensive interview with Pelicans head coach. It was taped uh, on the airplane after the loss to Charlotte on Wednesday night. It's probably the best time that coach and Sean have some free time to talk. So here they are. Here's a couple segments from Thursday's Alvin Gentry show. We're doing it, like I, I guess, probably 20, 25,000 feet. It's fitting, I, co- I guess, coach, that we should, we should do your radio show this week on a plane with the amount of miles that your team will log this week. Yeah, uh... Well, we start on the East Coast and we end up on the West Coast, and we'll hit every time time zone on this nine-day trip. So, uh, interesting trip. I've been in the league a long time. I don't think I've ever gone from the East Coast to the West Coast on one trip. You know, I remember the days where if you did have to go from one coast to the other to start or end a trip, heck, coach, you had to refuel halfway there. Well, that's true too. Uh, you know, unfortunately for us, you know, we got stops in Memphis and Milwaukee. Uh, in between, and then we go out to Golden State and Sacramento. So, uh, interesting trip, but you know it should be a 
trip where, you know, we just got to lock in and play and, uh, you know, got to get better defensively. I mean, that's the thing that we've struggled with the whole season. Yeah, no doubt. And, and when you talk about the whole season and or this trip, it's all been very interesting. It seems like every Thursday night when we get together, I always say, all right, coach, uh, what, what do you want to do now? <laughs> that's true. It's just been, you know, we've just been decimated by injuries, and it's been a real frustrating season uh, so far for, for everybody involved, as I said. You know, uh, we hadn't had consistency because we really hadn't had the players uh, out there. The same players hadn't been out there. So uh, the minute we try to establish something, we lose the player. And it's just been that kind of year for us. But, you know, to me, the most important thing for us is to try to establish a culture of what we're going to be in the future, uh, how we want to try to play. You know, obviously fast pace is what we want to do and try to establish something for the rest of the season. Alvin, you've said you've never been through anything like this before. So what are you finding out about yourself? Well, I know that frustration is not easy to deal with, you know, but uh, uh, as the leader of this team, I've got to deal with it. And to me, i got to look beyond the frustration and i got to try to figure out, you know, a way that this can be some this could become something positive this season. And, you know, I think we're finding out a lot about Anthony, that he's going to be a franchise player that can do a lot of things. Uh, I think you can see Drew is really stepping up. Uh, we have a lot of free agents on our team, so that's going to be the question out there as to, you know, what happened in those situations right there. So we've got a lot of uh, questions that's going to have to be answered. You've brought up culture now several times when we've visited. Is it a culture that I'm going to notice on the floor first, or will I see it in the day-to-day -day travel, practice, locker room? I think when you talk about culture, it's got to be universal when it comes to your team, on and off the court. Uh, I think you got to establish it on the court uh, especially. We've got to become much tougher defensively. we got to find a way to go out screen and roll uh, better than what we have this season. Uh, we got to be able to individually guard our man and better than we did this season. That's the big thing for us. And then as we get better in that, I think the offense will come. You know, when you're running off stops, you, you're much more able to get easy baskets than you are when you're taking the ball out of the basket. So that's the one thing that we have to try to establish over these last 19 games. Coach, you won at home on Monday. You lost last night in Charlotte. What's been unique about the games this week, good and bad? Well, you know, obviously the, the win at home uh, was, a, you know, it was two different halves. It was a tell or two halves. We turned the ball over 15 times the first half. Uh, really difficult to defend turnovers. Uh, the second half we turned it over two times and really played great basketball, you know, able to come back from a 17-point deficit and win the game, which was really good for us. Uh, the Charlotte game last night was really tough in that, they started out so great at the start of the game, you know, making, like I think, five out of the first six three-pointers. Uh, they did a good job of pushing the pace of the game. They're a different team than uh, you're accustomed to when you talk about a Charlotte team because usually they play slow. But Steve's got them playing up-tempo, and I thought they shot the ball extremely well. Uh, we had to do better defensively as far as challenging threes. So we struggled the first half. I thought we came out the second half and did a really good job because we played with a much smaller lineup. I thought that gave us the ability to switch some screening roles and also gave us the ability to create some space for 
Anthony, and I think he and Drew did a great job of scoring the basketball for us. That lineup that you put on the floor to start the second half in Charlotte last night, if my memory serves me right, it was Holiday and Douglas, Cunningham and G and Davis. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah. You know, and that that's a very athletic lineup. Uh, you know, I think Drew is such a playmaker. Uh, Tony does a great job of pushing the pace. And I think it allows us to get Anthony Davis into a lot of space and give him an opportunity to catch the ball, usually playing against their five-man, and we like our advantage in that situation. It almost makes your opponent match up with you as opposed to you trying to match up with them. Uh, without a doubt. You know, I, I think that it's tough for them to play, a, uh, uh, you know, the conventional five-man against AD in those situations. Uh, so, you know, they put a big guy out there, you know, like Al Jefferson, then we like our, we like the advantage there. Now on the defensive end, we got to do a much better job of helping Anthony in those situations. But uh, we just thought that we had a much better flow when we had that group out there. You going to try starting that lineup some more? Uh, I think you'll see that lineup more. I'm not sure if it'll start. Uh, we got to look at matchups and things like that. But I think you'll be seeing that lineup out on the floor some. It, it does, it does uh, take away some of your depth off the bench, doesn't it? takes away, you know, mainly all of our depth off the bench, kind of. You know, uh, obviously Ryan Anderson we still have coming off. And uh, although he struggled a little bit with his shot, uh, I think he's always a threat when he's on the floor. So uh, that gives us an opportunity. Uh, but, you know, that group played well together. And, uh, you know, if we can play them in long stretches and get away with it, we'd love to be able to do that because I think it helps Anthony on the floor. You mentioned Ryan Anderson. He didn't score last night. He's been in a little bit of a funk here the last – four games do you see something that's bothering him perhaps coach no I don't one of the things is is that it's been tough for us because you know it's hard for us to play he and Anthony together when we play a team like Sacramento because then we have to have one of those guys guard cousins and that's really really asking a lot uh you know Perk I thought Perk and I thought Omir did a good job against him although he ended up with 40 points uh, I thought we did a good job against him uh, we have to have that big body in there to bang with some of the guys. So when we do that, it's hard for us to play Ryan and AD together. You missed Norris Cole last night. Is his back something that's going to keep him out a while, or are you just being careful? Well, he, it was just tight last night, so, you know, we set him out. It's kind of a day-to-day -day thing. We'll see how he feels uh, tomorrow, uh, you know, when it comes game time and uh, see if he feels like going. Uh, if he can play, he'll play. You know, he's a guy that really likes being out there, and he's played good basketball for us. Orlando Johnson's here on a 10-day uh, contract. I'd have paid money to see the look on his face when you told him yesterday that he was going to start at Charlotte. Uh, it was quite a surprise. It was quite a surprise, but we tried to keep some scoring on our bench, uh, coming off our bench, so we put him in the lineup knowing that we would have to run a lot of basic stuff but uh, I think it got, got done what we wanted to get done because then we were able to bring in Tony, uh, and then he gave us that kick off the bench, bring in Ryan, and although he didn't make shots, uh, you know, it gives us something off the bench that, that we can kind of hang our hat on. 6'5", 220. He's a big, strong kid, Coach. Yeah, he is. He is, and he's got a pro body. Uh, I don't know if we could tell a lot about the first night out, but we'll give him opportunities to play. When you get a guy on a 10-day contract like that, I know your time is precious, but do you get? would you take one of your assistant coaches and say, hey, stick to him like glue for a couple of days? Yeah, we do that. We also give him an iPad with all the plays 
that we run on it so they can look at them and see them visually of what we're trying to get done. Uh, and then we run through a lot of plays with them. Uh, like at practice, uh, to, uh, today we'll be able to do some things with them. At shoot-around, we'll be able to do some things with them. And we just try to give them the basic stuff that they need to know to be able to fit in. And, and uh, I, I think Orlando is a fat, fast learner. I thought he did a good job the other night. All right, five more Alvin Gentry shows to go during this for this season. And you can catch the next one next Thursday, 7 o'clock on 99.5 WRNO. All right, when we come back, I'll wrap things up and get you set for some Pelicans games and the weekend. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. How much do you want to lose this year? 5, 10, 15 pounds? It's time to set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with one of 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce serving, and see how much you can lose. With flavors like pineapple mango, almond mocha, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goals. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Weight loss is based on a low-calorie diet and exercise program. Consult your physician before beginning any diet program. The Harlem Globetrotters bring their 90th anniversary world tour to the Smoothie King Center for two shows Saturday, April 2nd. Witness some of the world's best athletes execute unbelievable feats of ball handling, trick shots, and comedy. It's the team's most epic tour in 90 years and a lifelong memory in the making. Score your tickets at Ticketmaster.com and don't miss your chance to get in on the action at the Smoothie King Center Saturday, April 2nd at 2 and 7 p.m. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. All right, time to wrap things up from Studio B. A couple of things to note before we get out of here. Pelicans and Grizzlies tonight, 7 o'clock. I'll have Pelicans warm up for you at 6.30 on 99.5 WRNO and the Pelicans Radio Network. Joel Myers, Jen Hale, and David Wesley will have the call on Fox Sports New Orleans. If you have the Pelicans app, everyone should. There's a special courtside challenge today with Anthony Davis in honor of his 23rd birthday answer some questions about ad and you can go home i believe with an ad prize also if you all want to catch the game somewhere how about a pelican's watch party at manning's on fulton street yes starting at 6 30 there's a watch party going on for pelicans and grizzlies lots of great prizes to be given away interaction with pelican's dance team and pierre the pelican and plenty more manning's on fulton also keep an eye out on pelicans.com just in case the weather postpones it we don't want people driving out there if the weather is too bad so hope you can join them at manning tonight or you can listen on the radio whichever your choice is but nonetheless i hope everyone has a great weekend hope the weather clears up so folks here in the new orleans area can enjoy a little saint patty's day parade celebration monday show great show for you on monday drew Brees. i think i think you may know him number nine saints quarterback celebrating his 10th anniversary of signing with the Saints. We'll talk to him about that on Monday's show. And of course, you never know who will stop by. Big thanks to Alvin Gentry, Sean Kelly, and Kobe Fleener. And until Monday, I'm Daniel Salerson. Have a great weekend and thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.